Cindy Kangas, and you're listening to Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. Today, we're talking to the team from Capital Area Michigan Works, and our first guest is Carrie Rosengana. She is the Chief Executive Officer. Hello, Carrie. Hi, Cindy. Thanks for having me and my team today. Yeah, we're so excited. You all do so many great things for the community, but I think the public may not know all of the great things you do. So I'm hoping we can start by just having you give us an overview of all of the services that you offer and maybe a few things that the public may not know about you. That's a great question to kick us off. So Capital Area Michigan Works, we serve three counties here within Central Michigan. So we serve Ingham, Eaton, and Clayton counties. And we serve both job seekers as well as to employers. So for our employers, we have a fantastic business services team that you'll be learning more about throughout this podcast that works directly with employers across all different industries and sectors, including manufacturing here, to make sure that we're helping with getting the word out about job opportunities, helping them with their hiring and retention needs. And then conversely, on the other side of it, we have services available to our job seekers here within our three communities and three counties, which are really geared at helping individuals be primed and ready to be able to connect to those opportunities across the sectors that we serve. So we do things like helping them make sure that their resumes are updated, doing mock interviews, as well as connecting them to specific programs that can provide some more in-depth assistance, like through training, to help them get credentialed to be able to be ready, again, to connect to those opportunities that are right here in their backyards. Okay. You came into your position during the pandemic. You're fairly new to your role. So I'm excited for you. I'm wondering if you could tell us about your career path and what brought you to be the chief executive officer. Sure. So I actually attended Michigan State University, Go Green, where I majored in family community service. And I always knew that I really wanted to give back to the community. And I honestly found Lansing and the Capital Region to be a really welcoming community. And I was really fortunate to have opportunities when I graduated to stay here. So I started my career at Capital Area Michigan Works actually back in 2007. I was a career coach and I was working directly with job seekers to help them get ready for these opportunities and get some training opportunities if they needed them or job search assistance. And then from there, I moved on into joining our administrative team back in 2011. From there, I worked in a variety of different roles with our leadership team prior to serving as our CEO. I was our chief operating officer and our equal opportunity officer for five years. So that breadth and knowledge base of having served and been a part of Capital Area Michigan Works has made the transition into becoming CEO really probably as seamless as it could be from my perspective, because I know the people of our agency, I know the partners that we're working with, and I really know the value that our services can provide here to help so many different people here within our communities. So since you've worked at Capital Area Michigan Works, how have you seen your services evolve and how have you seen needs change for the average employer? That's a really good question. I think over the last two years, especially since COVID, I think we can all agree that the world of work has looked a little bit different. So from our perspective, we've seen services and working with employers kind of change in some of the ways that we've connected with them. Primarily before COVID, everything that we were doing was really in person, and there was a lot of personal 
face-to-face communication that was happening both for job seekers as well as for employers. So some examples of that, we were doing employer of the day here within the building. We were doing job fairs in person or employer events in person. Well, when COVID hit, we obviously had to pivot and change. So we were able really to move into some new opportunities. And we have been able to do some virtual job fairs. We've been able to make sure that we're connecting with our job seekers by having more services available on our website. And we've also been able to share some of these ideas with the employers that we serve. So they've had to look at different ways of doing things. And we've been able to help them be able to sort of acclimate to some of those new ideas to help them be flexible in what today's job seeker market is looking for. Yeah, you and your team seem to be working so hard to serve our community. I'd love to hear really quick one of your favorite programs or your outreach projects. Honestly, I think that some of the work that we've been doing, we do a My Career Quest event, which is to bring employers and youth together to explore those different connection points and open their eyes to different career awareness opportunities. So that's always a great event, lots of energy and lots of different creative ways for people to be connecting here. Wonderful. Thank you, Carrie. You're listening to Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. Stay tuned. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. This is Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. Today I'm here with Terry Sand, the Business Services Manager with Capital Area Michigan Works. Welcome, Terry. I'm so glad to be with you. I work with you so long in the last, I don't know, nine years. Yes, <laughs> so it's a you. pleasure and an honor to be able to talk with you today. So why don't we get started with you talking a little bit about yourself and your background with how you got into the manufacturing and Capital Area Michigan Works. And resources back then, aging myself a little, was personnel management. <laughs> but anyways, I put that to work first in a retail with a company in a department store, went through their management training program and worked my way into human resources a manager at one of their larger stores. Then I needed to find something different. I wanted to kind of help job seekers and found a small private college that was near me at the time that I worked as their career services person, then needed to move to Michigan, found a job with a staffing agency in Okemos, worked for them for a couple of years. And then as life would have it, needed to find a new job. And that led me to what is now Capital Area Michigan Works. The name was different at the time and worked through a couple different entities. And now I'm formally on Capital Area Michigan Works payroll, but all of those years doing something similar where the local manufacturers and other businesses in our community have been my primary customer, helping them with their recruiting and retention strategies for almost 25 years now. Wonderful. What are some of the programs that you work with employers on or service resources you offer? Sure. A lot of folks still don't know that we're here to help them with their recruiting and retention strategy. So often that starts as 
making sure they're familiar with the Pure Michigan Talent Connect website. That's the official way in Michigan for businesses and job seekers to connect. There's no cost for any user. So making sure they know how to use that website. And from there, we usually look at positions that are full-time permanent, paying at least $15 an hour or more to offer additional services. And that sometimes can include candidate searches for them, either on that Pure Michigan Talent Connect website, if they're not able or able to spend the time doing that themselves, or LinkedIn, something like that, helping them rewrite job ads. That's been a big one lately. We've seen a lot of companies still using some outdated methods for their job ads themselves, which often drives the entire recruiting process. So starting there with the basics and getting those updated and then customizing a recruiting strategy for them, helping them to figure out where in today's market they might be able to find the candidates that they're looking for. And sometimes that's introducing companies to social media and how to use that for their recruiting and some different things along that way that until recently, a lot of companies, at least in the Lansing area really didn't have to spend a lot of time and energy on their recruiting. Often a help wanted sign or an ad on their own website got them what they needed, but that's not the case anymore. So educating a lot of the local hiring managers on some new ways to find candidates in our region. And the job fairs, the employer of the day events and so forth that Carrie mentioned earlier, those certainly have been a resource for our businesses for many years. And now we just added the virtual option for those as well. That's wonderful. Yes. And I have definitely participated in a few of those. So it's been a really wonderful experience. If you could talk a little bit about the state of mission going pro talent fund, because I know the applications are due here in a little bit coming up. Can you talk to some of the companies about what that's about? Yes, absolutely. The talent fund is a competitive application process through which businesses, private sector businesses anyways, could be reimbursed for training their workers. So that could be workers that are already on their payroll who need classroom training, maybe a skills upgrade, a certification in an occupation that they're in, something like that or new hires that they plan to hire and need some classroom training for them. Or the third category is apprentices that are registered with the Department of Labor and you know whatever classroom training they need in their particular apprenticeship. For this year, a new piece is that apprentices of any year of their program are eligible. So in the past, that was first year only. So that's a new excitement. And you mentioned an application that's coming up. So that's for fiscal 23. The next application period would be for training that would happen in February of 2023 through January of 2024. So private sector businesses that have some full-time folks that need to be trained should reach out and take care of those first steps that are required before they could apply. Another new piece for that, Joy, is the maximum reimbursement per person is up to $2,000 for the non-apprentices and $3,500 this year for those apprentices. So we were excited that up the increase. Yeah. Yes, that is amazing. And hopefully people are taking advantage. Real quick, how would they reach out to go ahead and apply? Yes, I would say contact me 517-492-5516 is the phone number or T-S-A-N-D at C-A-M-W.net by email. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Joy Wagner on Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. It takes time. 
like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. This is Cindy Kangas on Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. We are talking to the Capital Area Michigan Works team, and I have with me John Adams, who is the Business Services Officer. John, how are you? I'm doing great, Cindy. Thank you so much for having me and having my teammates here at Capital Area Michigan Works. Excited to be with you. It's great to chat with you, my friend. What people don't know is that you and I have been touring a lot of factories together. It's become kind of our thing. (laughs) you've come on fairly new and so i'm hoping you can tell us maybe a little bit about your career path and what brought you to capital area michigan works well of course and cindy it's been great to tour those plants with you i look forward to touring a lot more in the future but prior to joining the capital area michigan works team i worked in the chamber of commerce world. And then prior to that, I was in higher education, primarily in career services. And through my experience, I was really drawn to our communities and really to the prosperity of Michigan. And on the manufacturing side, you know, I really enjoy it, first of all, because the people are wonderful, so talented, sincere, and proud of what they do. In addition to that, in manufacturing, they just make a lot of cool stuff here in the capital area and really all around Michigan. And it's fascinating to see the innovation and sophisticated level of technology that's being utilized in plants, you know, all around us to solve challenges and produce products that are used all around the world. So excited to be with the Capital Area Michigan Works and focusing on the manufacturing sector. Right. You made a great point that manufacturing is kind of in our blood in the capital area. And I'm wondering if you've noticed what I've noticed, that there's a lot of diversity. It's very broad. We have a lot of different industries under the manufacturing umbrella. I'm wondering if you could speak a little bit about what you've seen and how you've seen manufacturing kind of diversify and how it's even different from county to county. It certainly is. You know, when you tour the state, you see different types of manufacturing, different facilities. And what really surprised me moving into this sector was really the diversity that you mentioned and how sophisticated, what level of technology exists within the plants that they utilize today. And as we had the opportunity to tour, you know, different facilities and see the technology, the machinery that they're using, but how quickly the industry can advance and how important training is to keep those factories and companies really on the cutting edge. What are you seeing from the manufacturers as far as their greatest needs right now? As we talk to manufacturers here with the business services team, many of the themes are the same in terms of challenges for talent attraction and retention right now. But the solutions really are very different. And we love to have conversations with those manufacturing partners, with those companies, because the solution is going to be tailored specifically for their needs. And Again, have those conversations to find out what's the root cause and what's going to be the best solution to help them move forward and to be able to solve some of their workforce development challenges. Yeah, as we talk about those challenges, I'm wondering if you can chat a little bit about 
workforce and maybe attracting new people into the workforce and how we can change the narrative about manufacturing. Absolutely. And that's a great point, Cindy. You mentioned changing the narrative. There's kind of this old stereotype that just isn't true, that the facilities are, you know, dirty or the technology is out of date. Certainly, we don't see that anymore. There are challenges with the workforce. You know, the workforce is there. And part of what we do on the business services team is help our employer partners see that we have to maybe look at some new areas to source talent for them. And so those are really rewarding conversations to have to be able to help those employers navigate some of those challenges, but find solutions to be able to find talent, which is a common request that we hear. Okay, really quick, John, I know that you have a family at home. And I'm wondering if you have advice for people that are kind of trying to find that work, you know, family life balance. Yeah, it is all about that balance. I do have three small kids at home. And when I share with them my day, you know, they think, oh, dad just gets to go on what they call field trips. Because I will share with them, Cindy, those tours that we go on and some of the cool trips that we get to take. But finding that balance is very key. And it's a wonderful culture here at Capital Area Michigan Works. And we find wonderful cultures in many of the manufacturing partners that we work with as well. So being able to really have that flexibility or that balance to be able to obviously work hard and take care of the business that you need to be able to do, but then know when it's time to be able to spend some good quality time with your family is important as well. I love it. Perfect. John, thank you for being with us. This has been Cindy Kangas on Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. Stay tuned. Capital Area Michigan Works can assist you with your hiring needs, all at no cost. From large-scale hiring assistance to locating the right candidate for a hard-to-fill position, Capital Area Michigan Works is your resource. We offer creative solutions from career fairs to on-the-job training grants and scholarship programs to make sure you have the best and brightest employees. Visit our website at www.camw.org to learn more about how we can assist your business with its hiring needs. This is Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. I'm here with Erin McKenzie with Capital Area Michigan Works. She's a special projects liaison. Welcome, Erin. Thank you so much. It is great to be here, Joy. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I'm excited that you're here. Let's get started with talking a little bit about what you do for Capital Area Michigan Works. <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a very cool title. Actually, as it sounds, this position supports all of those activities that align with special projects the Capital Area Michigan Works may be engaged in, including assisting in implementation of new programs and specifically, especially grants that are coming across the desk to assist well, workforce development in our area. Wonderful. Thank you. Could you tell us some specific examples of some of the grants that are out there for manufacturers to take advantage of? Well, at this time, you know, what we're working on really is about six special projects in this area. I'm only going to talk about two of them, though, because they specifically address manufacturing. The rest are in other industries as well. Those two come out of what's called the Workforce Intelligence Network, which is a collaborative 
It's located out of Southeast Michigan, but it includes, gosh, I think up to 10 community colleges now in seven Michigan works agencies, and they serve 19 different counties. And that network has gone after some grants, one of which is the long title, H1B, One Workforce Building and Industry Infinity Supply Chain Grant. We just call it the Industry Infinity Grant. But it's out of the United States Department of Labor, Employment and Training Administration. And this grant actually has been provided to help build and to grow talent supply chains in three different industries, IT and cybersecurity, transportation, and advanced manufacturing. And because those three industries really are being transformed by technological advancements and automation. So what they're trying to do is to help establish those comprehensive strategies and career pathways and supply chains to support those. Right now, we are serving mainly students and trying to connect them and help them with offsetting costs associated in entering those industries, especially manufacturing. And if there are barriers that prevent them from being able to complete those degrees, we assist them in finding some support that will help them to overcome those so they can complete those credentials so they can get out into the workforce and start putting those certifications and degrees to work for our manufacturers and our other industries. So that's one of them. Another happens to be associated with the electrification of vehicles, which I know has been an enormous topic, especially in our manufacturing environment. The EV Jobs Academy is what it's called. It's an initiative primarily supported by a grant awarded from the Michigan Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity under the Workforce Development Sector Strategies grant. As you can imagine, transferring over into EV is an enormous undertaking. And it is an unprecedented shift that is requiring a whole bunch of different kinds of eyes and attention to make sure that it happens within our local environment. So everything from the automotive industry to the utility industry to the education industry. And because there are so many moving parts, WIN has been convening that project and we are a part of that project to make sure that it happens. And out of that have come four different employer-led collaboratives to help support the various different industries affected by EV and also some four different project teams that are going to be supporting those employer-led collaboratives. Ultimately, they're all projects with the ultimate goal that we can make sure that we're supporting the rapid changing landscape to the best of our ability in this region. Wonderful. Real quick, is there a way for individuals or employers to reach out to learn more about how they can get connected? Of course. The easiest way, I think, probably is to give me a call. (laughs) My telephone number is 517-492-5528. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Erin. This has been Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. Thank you. Looking for high-quality office furniture on a budget? Stop by the office outlet at 516 North Larch in downtown Lansing for huge savings. 
We've got new and used office furniture from brand name manufacturers, all at discounted prices. Browse through 5,000 square feet and save on seating, desks, files, storage, and more. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. The Office Furniture Outlet is your destination for office furniture on a budget. Visit us online at officeoutletyes.com. This is Cindy Kangas with Faces of Manufacturing on the Michigan Business Network. I am here with America Richardson. She is the T3 Education Liaison at Capital Area Michigan Works. America, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Happy to be here with you. Yeah, it's so great to have you. For those that don't know, can you share what T3 is and what you do? T3 is a lot. It is an amazing program that seeks to connect talent and businesses and education together. So T3 stands for Teach Talent Thrive. And I love that acronym because it really speaks to different aspects of T3 because there are so many things that we do. And I like that's the best way to summarize in a nice, concise way. If I went through every program and thing we had available, we'd be longer than six minutes. (laughs) Right. But our biggest to do is that My Career Quest event. That's the one I'm really excited about. It's near and dear to my heart. And that's an event that's put on statewide. And T3 will be handling the region for Ingham, Clinton, and Eaton County. And we will be having employers come together to really allow students the opportunity to have a hands-on experience with different types of employers. And I love the manufacturing segment. We have some great employers ready to go to really explain what they do and how they're looking to attract new talent to come in and just really explode in that field. So it's an amazing event. We serve over 4,000 students and it can grow. I'm hoping for it to grow. And it's a wonderful experience for the student and the employer on both sides. Yeah, America, I'm wondering what you're seeing as you're in front of students, as you're talking to teachers and counselors, as far as, you know, the wants and needs of students when they're selecting a career path. Oftentimes, they're not exposed to manufacturing. They don't know a lot about skilled trades. So I'm wondering if you're starting to see that trend turn around or if we still have some work to do to teach them about these job openings in manufacturing. Oh, I think there always will be work to do, but I am really gracious to be here in Lansing. And in Lansing, we get to see a diverse group of employers as well as students and how they benefit each other. We get to see them work together and grow and become better. And I think we're a good model for other areas. You know, we're the capital city and really, truly believe we spearhead that growth and development for other companies. One of the things that I see being in the classroom with students is Maybe not knowing which way they can go in manufacturing, maybe not knowing what's available and what's out there. I can think personally to myself as a child, no one was like, you're going to be a great engineer or you're going to be a great, you know, HR manager. That wasn't what was said. And I'm glad that we're changing that narrative and saying, yes, and you're going to do this and or and allowing those opportunities for employers to educate our students about what's available and also really listen to the students and find out what their ideas and thoughts are, because as they're growing up and bringing new perspectives, they're only bringing better jobs, better way to do things, better processes, better plans, and creating a whole new even type of position. And that's something that really warms my heart for us to be able to connect the employers that way to such a young you know, mind and a fresh view. Yeah, I love that. So across your three counties, I'm wondering, you know, we have a lot of 
manufacturers that want to start apprenticeships or work with young people or talk to them and offer them job openings, you know, right after they graduate from high school. But I'm wondering if you can share a little bit about the barriers that you've seen, what might stand in the way of a student from getting a job and, you know, keeping a job and connecting. For me, the biggest barrier is soft skills, maybe not knowing what is expected of them when they start a position, and then maybe employers not knowing how to translate what they need to do once they start a position, because we just assume that, oh, you got an education, you should already know. So learning how to find the balance between those two and being that intermediate resource of saying, hey, let's put together a course or a plan so that we can train and have them ready when they are at the point of graduating to be able to fit into your company. Yeah. So I know that you're not only the T3 education liaison, you're also a parent. And I'm wondering if you could speak to parents that may be listening, what are some things that we can teach our kids about the manufacturing industry? How can we encourage people to explore those career choices? You know, I get picked on a lot at the office because I always say there's this thing called Google. And (laughs) at home, that is so powerful to sit with your kids and look up different types of companies and positions. Don't just stick to one thing. Learn about a company that maybe you pass by when you're driving, talk about it, ask questions like, what do you think they do in there? And what kind of education would you have to have if you wanted to work for this company? I think that's a very powerful thing. And if you can connect somehow to a program like T3, and the big plug for us, where you can do a job shadow, or if they can talk with you, Cindy, and learn how to get into those companies and be able to have those conversations directly, it's powerful when the parent goes with you. It's powerful when they're behind you as you're making those career goals and career plans going forward. I love that. I love that. America, my friend, I am so thankful that you took this new position and I'm excited to see where you're going to take it. We are so lucky to have you at Capital Area Michigan Works. This has been Cindy Kangas on Faces of Manufacturing with the Michigan Business Network. Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. This is Joy Wagner with Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network. I'm with Nick Chaffin, the Program Compliance Manager at Capital Area Michigan Works. Welcome, Nick. Hi, thanks for having me today. Yes, thanks for being here. We're very excited as well. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about what the Program Compliance Manager role is at Michigan Works. I like to think of myself as a bit of a Swiss Army knife. This job has a lot of responsibilities, but you know, primarily I'm overseeing a few different programs, our Business Resource Network, the Clean Slate Program, as well as our New Americans Navigator, in addition to monitoring performance and ensuring that our service providers are in compliance with the expectations that the Department of Labor and Economic Opportunity have established, as well as our own local policies and procedures. Wonderful. So let's talk a little bit about some of the challenges that manufacturers have right now. And I believe that's 
pretty much recruiting and retention. We do a lot in the recruiting space trying to be creative and innovative. How does Capital Area Michigan Works support retention in these industries? The primary mechanism that we're utilizing to support retention is the business resource network. And with strong retention ratios, you're really ultimately streamlining your hiring process you know, by reducing that demand, that need. But with the BRN, it was launched and really got its legs in the capital area around 2019. Right now, we have three current members to our network throughout manufacturing and healthcare. Over 141 employees have been served. Over 200 barriers have been resolved in this time frame. And statistically, I believe 78% of the reasons that employees are terminated or quit actually could have been prevented you know, through some of these resolved barriers. So we're here to help out with barriers associated with housing, with transportation, with childcare, their utilities, and you know, other aspects of their lives, both professional and personal, that can make them less effective on the job and eventually leave or be terminated. What are some specifics that you do offer for the companies? So like, do you come on site and kind of some examples of what to expect when you work with a business resource network? Well, great question. So for an annual fee, employers can subscribe to a four-hour weekly block. And some employers actually subscribe to multiple blocks so they can have, you know, eight hours or more of access to Amanda Johnson, our business resource coach. Primarily, she is on site. So she is there to recruit. She's also there to accept referrals from management, from human resources, or from team leads that identify employees that you know, are showing signs that they may have to be separated. You know, ultimately, she's kind of an ombudsman. You know, she's this neutral third party that helps implement symbiotic solutions that encourage retention. Wonderful. That's awesome. They sound like amazing services. Is Amanda able to work with manufacturers that have multiple shifts and things like that? How flexible are you with the manufacturing, you know, where they might have, you know, work 24-7? No, that's a great question. Amanda's primary business hours are eight to five, but she does try to, for some of our employers that do work around the clock, she'll be there in an alternate time so she can catch the end of a third shift or the beginning of the second shift or any time for the day shifters. She's also developed a few different workshops that she's delivered both in person as well as virtually in multiple time zones. There was a leadership training curriculum that she assembled and delivered for one of our local manufacturers that was offered the first session during, you know, typical business hours. And then another that was very, very early in the morning for Eastern time standards. So it could be delivered in other areas of the country as well. Wonderful. Thank you. That's amazing. So are there other programs that you have that help support manufacturing with, you know, retention efforts? Well, through the Going Pro initiative, I know that there's a funds available for retention, for retraining, as well as new hires. But, you know, in my little corner of our office space, the BRN is the primary focus. Wonderful. That's wonderful. So with that, I know that we're, you serve three counties. Mm-hmm. What is a way that we could have them reach out for these resources? Or if they're not in those counties, maybe kind of talk about how people can get involved. Now, I think, you know, initial outreach is best done via email. BRN at CAMW.net. That would get any employers of interest right to our inbox and we can respond with some materials that you know provide a general overview of the program. And there is a short little snippet on YouTube. We have our own little commercial available there as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Nick, for joining us today. This has been Joy Wagner on Faces of Manufacturing on Michigan Business Network.